0: Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Hello everyone, welcome to episode two of Training Room Talk. Uh, we got a great episode today. Uh, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, new, this is really for new grads. Um, so the, one of the, one of the topics of today is just, you know, hey, you just graduated school or, or undergraduate uh, with your degree in exercise science, you know, kind of now, now what do you do? Uh, I think that's something that we always see from our, from ourselves and also from like interns that we have in is, you know, everyone is a great student and they might do a good job, but, you know, kind of then what? You know what's what, what's the next step and how do you kind of set yourself up for for uh, you know future success so I think we're going to start off today's show just just giving you know just about ourselves and our backgrounds and we all have exercise science degrees as undergrads but you know they might be a little bit different program so we're going to start off with that and then just kind of get into what we would recommend uh, for a new grad who has who has an undergraduate degree in exercise science so uh, for myself, my undergraduate degree was in exercise science. Uh, I went to Cabrini College, which is in Radnor, PA. Um, our program was 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 great. I think it was a very good general program. It gave us a little bit of everything. From we had a class in athletic training, we had a class in strength conditioning, we had personal training classes, you know, group fitness classes, as well as uh, from the clinical side, uh, more of a laboratory test, cardio, you know, vascular classes. Um, And then depending on the track that you were in, Cabrini offered kind of two tracks. So one was like a sports science track um, and one was a kind of health and wellness, uh, you know, more of a business track. Um, So for myself, I was more of the business track. So I took about, I think, five business classes ranging from, you know, marketing, HR, um, just a general business class, uh, which was cool because it kind of gives you a little bit of a sense of, you know, hey, maybe how to run a business or, you know, possibly sell training services. So Um, for me, I really liked it. It was a small, it was a smaller school. I was really close with my professors. Um, and we also had to, had to complete two internships, uh, which I, again, I think is really cool because it allows you to try different, you know, different settings of, of work that you're interested in, whether it was more from a training perspective or whether it was more from a, from a clinical perspective. So you could kind of test both out or you could all, you know, maybe do two different training settings, you know, for myself, I did a internship at Villanova, and then I interned at uh, just a local kind of commercial gym, you know, doing some personal training, working the front desk, you know, greeting customers as they walked into the gym. Um, so it was, it was, it was, I think it was a good, good thing for me to, you know, kind of take a little bit of everything and see what I was interested in. And as I started taking classes, you start to realize, you know, hey, I, wa- I really wanted to get into strength conditioning. I really like the, you know, working with athletes and and you know, training athletes to you know, stay healthy and and perform at the highest level. So um, I think, you know, my program also really, really pushed um, you know, graduate school and really any field that you were interested in, whether it was physical therapy, whether it was a master's degree in, you know, kinesiology, um, you know, whether it was a PA program or you know, OT programs. Um, I think our professors were really cognizant of, you know, hey, sometimes you need to do more schooling to, you know, kind of get that job at whatever you wanted to do. So um, so I think, you know, from my, my perspective as to where I'm at now, uh, like I guess, I think our program did a very good job of, you know, get, giving you a little bit of experience and a little bit of taste of all different areas of the fitness and health and rehab fields. So, uh, we're going to pass it off to Nick now. He can kind of give, give his experiences as well.
1: Thanks, Rob. Yeah. So I went to uh, Temple university and going into college, I had the idea that I wanted to you know, pursue a, an education or career in, in physical therapy. My mom was a physical therapist, so it just seemed like the right thing to do. And I started off in the kinesiology tract, uh, pre-health. And so with that, we had a great background in exercise physiology. You know, like Rob was saying, you know, we had we had plenty of classes, you know, aimed at improving our, you know, clinical exercise physiology skills. So VO2 max, you know, cardiovascular testing, um, even uh, body density and body mass index uh, testing, all of these types of things. Uh, but during during this time, I was also completing hours, you know, shadowing in outpatient physical therapy clinics, inpatient physical therapy clinics, trying to meet our recommended uh, or recommended hours to uh, apply to physical therapy school. And I always felt like the one thing that was that was really missing in in our program was the hands-on practical knowledge Uh, because, you know, even though I was in this physical therapy track, I was still, you know, really interested in training. I was really interested in coaching, you know, maybe my freshman and sophomore years, I was looking at, you know, internships and strength conditioning, but through school, I wasn't really receiving the hands-on education that I know uh, could make me valuable in those settings. Um, So, you know, with that, I think if you are a exercise science, you know, student, or, or you're going, or you even graduated and you haven't received the hands on knowledge. I think it's really important that you know you seek, you know, other other sources, other, um, you know, either courses or even just reading, you know, watching, um, you know, recommended and, um, and professional sources, whether that be from physical therapists or strength and conditioning coaches. Um, but, you know, ultimately going in, into physical therapy as a graduate degree. One of the most uh, beneficial experiences was, you know, grabbing it or having an internship in one, a personal training studio where I I underwent, I went through an internship at, at City Fitness and then also in the collegiate strength conditioning setting where you're able to gain understanding of how teams operate, how strength, how physical therapists work with strength and conditioning coaches how they work with athletes, you know, and it's not, it's not always a controlled setting. I mean, students and and collegiate athletes live a, live a crazy life. So being able to see how the physical therapists and strength conditioning coaches, you know, interact was a very valuable experience. So ultimately, you know, I, I would, I would recommend if you are an exercise science, you know, major and you're looking to, you know, continue your, you know, your, your studies, um, you know, get as much experience as you can during school. And I think one of the, one of the things that really stuck with me, I had a mentor tell me this once is, you know, you don't have to wait until you get your degree to start doing some stuff that's meaningful. And so it's being able to get out there and not be afraid as a student to, you know, reach out and, and find these learning experiences to help you, you know, f- you know further your career and further your education. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to John now. He's going to give a little rundown of his past experiences and, and maybe some recommendations for, for you guys moving forward.
2: Thanks, Nick. Um, My journey was similar to Rob's um, small school or sinus college, um, except I'm a little bit older. So I graduated in 2006. So that's 12 years ago. Um, And that's when um, a lot of the private strength and conditioning gyms were just starting to open right in that time frame. So um, during that time, the only real strength and conditioning options that I was aware of at the time were collegiate strength and conditioning. um, And that wasn't even something that was offered at our school. So our school had more of a wellness focus, um, mostly based off of like American college of sports medicine guidelines. So we, you know, we had the typical kinesiology and exercise physiology and nutrition and, and we became really good at, um, similar to Nick's program, some of the physiologic testing for um, performance parameters. Um, you know, and we had two tracks. We had, you're going the, the health and, um, you know, the more medical track where you might go to continue on to become a physical therapist or a PA, or, um, I think we had some, some majors that went on to be physicians, Um, or you could go on and kind of do the teaching track and, and, you know, go the phys ed, um, and teaching direction. Um, so I did the more medical track where we took, um, I, I did the basic exercise science stuff and then we were doing the prerequisites for entrance into grad school. Um, and grad schools dictated some of those extra science classes like the bios and the physics and the, um, the chemistries, um, you know, and so our, our focus was on lifetime wellness and being able to provide those services throughout the, um, lifetime continuum. Um, we had our basic sports classes and our, our group exercise classes. Um, we had one strength and conditioning class, um, And back then I'm speaking for like my, my experience, it was, it was a basic strength and conditioning class Um, because I knew I wanted to go into physical therapy. My internship um, really just consisted of um, observing a physical therapy clinic, killing two birds with one stone, getting that experience. And then also um, getting the hours that I needed for um, entrance into the physical therapy exam or physical therapy school. Um, At the time I didn't, really think about interning at any strength and conditioning facilities because, um, you know, it was only offered in, in, some of the larger schools and those were taken up at the time by their students. Um, and as far like personal training, I, you know, I wish looking back, I would have thought more about that, but I was, you know, I'm going physical therapy. I don't need that type of experience. I just need to get my hours for school. Um, you know, but I think we'll get back, we'll get further into some recommendations we would make, but, Um, I liked what Nick said about how you don't need to have a degree to make an impact. I think if you're interested in this field and passionate about the field, um, start to get involved in as many different, um, you know, professions, if you want to, you know, try strength and conditioning, try personal training, try physical therapy to get an exposure and every experience will help you grow. Um, but so my, my, my school experience, it propelled me, prepared me well for kind of this. Wellness focus um, since we're we're ACSM um, focused program. Um, So here's
3: Ray to talk about his experience. So, again, I graduated from the University of Delaware. Um, Their undergraduate structure was set up where you could, you know, go pre PT, um, which I did, but I had an exercise science and strength and conditioning as my minor um, kind of set as my foundation there uh, but the one thing is with the strength and conditioning there was really only two courses it was you know an SC one and an sc2 uh, and it was pretty limited in terms of you know practical like a practical component um, where you know there was no going in the lab and you know breaking down you know each other's squat patterns or deadlift or hip hinge so it was pretty basic, which, you know, is to be expected to a certain extent. Um, so my recommendation and kind of what I did uh, is you really, I think, have to take it upon yourself. And number one, figure out what you want and what you want to you know, work towards in the future and kind of get after it. I mean, so I became the Delaware Ducks, which is uh, an ice hockey team down in Newark, Delaware at their arena there. I was the strength coach for the seventeen and under and the fifteen and under teams. Um, I did that twice, uh, twice a week, where I was kind of really working off of just prior knowledge of my own training and sports background. Um, and then I was also driving down to Maryland to be an aide for a uh, you know a physical therapy company. Um, so I really just tried to surround myself around you know other professionals, strength coaches, um, things that I was trying to work towards in the future. So I think in terms of coming out of, uh, you know, an undergraduate program, being a little stuck, not quite sure exactly which direction you want to go, first thing is to settle on that and then really just try to work on it, um, you know, dive into the different podcasts of people you want to follow, um, you know, different interests you have. So uh, I'll get it back here to John, to see if he has any other recommendations.
2: Well, I think, so now we'll get into, um, I mean, Rob, what would you recommend? What would be some of your advice that you give to a new grad? Um, we've heard your experience. What would you kind of recommend that a new grad, um, does coming out of school?
0: Yeah. So I think, I think the first thing as a, as an undergraduate student, you have to figure out or try to figure out what you want to do. Um, and again, that, that, that can be hard because there's so many things you can do with an undergraduate degree in, in exercise science. Um, so whether it's talking to professionals, figuring out, you know, hey, what what do you want to do? Do you want to do rehab or injury or do you want to work with healthy people doing training or strength and conditioning? So I think that's the first decision you have to make is you want to work with people that are in pain or no. Um, and I think once you make that decision, um, then then you can go, then you can go, full boat to, to be the best that you can be at either physical therapy or strength and conditioning. Um, so let's get, let's assume you want to do strength and conditioning or training. Um, I would, I think what Nick said is great is like try to reach out to local strength coaches or trainers and, um, go observe, go shadow, go watch what they do day in and day out. Um, you know, start to, start to figure out what the best way to be the best, strength coach you could possibly be is and that's just learning from very successful people. Um and then once you once you do that uh, I think obviously like to get a job you have to have some some you know prerequisites. One prerequisite is a certification. Um, so there's a ton of certifications out there. Um one that I would recommend is the NSCA CSCS. That's a good good general certification that allows you to do training in the collegiate setting and the private setting as well as just train you know doing some you know personal training as well. Um, but, again, the certification doesn't, doesn't make you a good trainer. just gives you the kind of prerequisite for on a piece of paper. You look good to apply for this job. Um, so once you get your certification, uh, start to apply for jobs. And, and when you apply for jobs, I would recommend, again, trying to use your network from where maybe you interned or wherever you went to observe and see if there's any openings. Um, and, and it's okay to do another internship after you graduate because sometimes you need to get more experience to get a job. Um. So I think don't, don't be ashamed if you can't get you that, that full-time job right out of school, uh, that those are very difficult to, to get. So um, I think, you know, starting off, you're going to get a part-time job here, part-time job there, maybe not even in an ideal setting or, or, or location that you want to, that you want to do. Um, but again, it's a start, you have to get started. And then once you start, then you, you know, look for the position or the job that you want to do. So again, I think it's 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 hard. I've seen a lot of young students kind of like try to start in the field, and they don't really have the drive to be successful, and they end up, you know, switching careers and doing something else. Um, so I think this field is is hard, uh, especially from the training world, because again, you're not given that full time job right away. You have to kind of you have to kind of earn it. You have to kind of do an internship, you know, maybe do a GA or whatever it might be, um, just 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 to get some experience. So. I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on that or want to share anything else on just general recommendations.
1: Yeah, I guess something, you know, really quick here is, you know, any experience is is going to be what you make of it, especially starting off and, you know, having, and like Rob, Rob, Rob was saying about having an experience that's not as ideal as you would like, but with that experience comes a lot of learning and a lot of growing. And you, and in that experience, you're learning, you know, what you don't like and like what you don't want to be. And maybe you learn that this path isn't for you. Um, So I think starting is one of the most important things. And, you know, even if it's not your, your dream job or dream setting, it's still something that you can learn from and grow from. And maybe it'll, you know, ultimately it's, it's the best decision for you.
2: Um, My further recommendations um, would be just get time under your belt coaching. Um, I think that's been a common theme that I've seen is um, you know kids get the degree but then, you know they come in you know the degree doesn't mean that you should get a job or you should make this much money it it just gives you that necessary piece of paper to say hey I can start learning for the most part right so I think that you know for me I wish coming out of school I would have had more reps of of teaching basic movement patterns um, you know a lot of the the knowledge I have in strength and conditioning and training has been done, um, through reading and applying and, and just getting reps under, under my belt. Nobody expects you as a new grad to come out and kill the world with the programming or, or queuing this way or that way. Um, just come out and get reps and, and watch people move, um, become a student of movement and, and being able to assess it and correct it. And, um, you know, all of your programs are going to look basic at the beginning, like it it takes years for you to develop your philosophy and and philosophy is always changing. So, um, you don't have to write a perfect program, but just start getting reps under your belt. Even if, um, Rob was talking about working in multiple settings, like I think they all help you grow. Um, so work in settings where you can be one-on-one work on settings where it's small group, maybe one on three to five work in settings where you have to teach a group. Um, so you're forced to adapt, um, on the fly. Um, the best students we've had as a physical therapy clinic have been the ones that have coaching experience because they know how to relate to people. Um, they know how to teach movement um, and they can, they can kind of break things down and they have the experience of coaching um, to help guide an intervention. Um, so, so my recommendation would just be read, read what you can um, test things out, apply them and just get reps um, in, in any setting that you can, you can get um, right. Anything
3: to close it up? Yeah, just to kind of go off of, uh, I know Rob mentioned, you know, seeking out, you know, different credentials, like your CSCS. I also think out there, you know, um, in terms of assessing movement and, you know, being able to uh, really look at like a quality squad and that sort of thing is, go ahead and get your FMS certification. Uh, you know, Take a USAW course where, you know, you can get a little bit of a background in some really important, you know, barbell movements. Um, and then these opportunities also, uh, we'll give you a chance to get out into the community, uh, network with, you know, some other, you know, like-minded individuals and, you know, colleagues of of yours. Um, and that kind of leads me into my last point is, is surround yourself around the, you know, the right people, uh, find mentors. I think that's huge in just professional growth. Um, it's having the right mentors, uh, you know, get in a circle and then, you know, stay in that circle, you know, keep communication alive. Um, and that, you know, I think it helps from an accountability standpoint. I think it's good. You know, if down the road you have a patient and, you know, Hey, maybe it's just not going the way you thought, you know, there, that network's there. You're able to reach out, you know, bounce an idea or two off of another colleague or mentor of your, uh, of your own is always a valuable thing to have. So, um, that's all I have in terms of any thoughts. Any other guys have any thoughts? No. Okay. And that wraps up another episode of Training Room Talk. Thanks, guys.